0: Warning, the following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Band of Brothers. episode 10 the series finale titled points all right we're here we've made it we've reached the end we've reached the final episode the epic conclusion of this really impressive miniature series and i must say this was a solid finale I really enjoyed it. It is a very well done, very fitting conclusion to this series. Uh, I will say, right at the top, that just like episode one felt like a prologue, this very much feels like an epilogue. This very much feels like a little addendum to the story of the first nine episodes. Uh, It feels like... It feels like episode 9 was the big one. Episode 9 was the big climactic moment with all that Holocaust imagery, which Jesus Christ. And this... I knew that was coming. I knew an assassino was coming. I don't know if it got picked up on the mic, but my brother's an asshole. It, It is the final assassino, as my brother just said, because he's going to... Vegas, and then almost immediately afterwards, Chicago. Uh, but anyway, that interruption out of the way. Uh, this It does feel like... Oh, no. Oh, wait, the final. There's no way that didn't get picked up at least a little bit. This is just completely off the rails now. Like, we're in the last one. I'm ending Band of Brothers today. Like, I'm trying to give this a fitting send-off in the television archive, and my brother goes and does that... Multiple times. This is just this is just completely gone to crap now. But anyway, I, I've completely lost my train of thought. Uh, point is this is good. Uh, this is a good little ramp down. This is a good little uh, drifting into the finish line. Didn't need to last as long as it did, probably not. Same issue that the prologue episode had, where it's just like, I feel like they could have shortened it a little bit and we would have gotten the point just as well, but still, real, real good. So this episode starts, uh, and, like, literally the opening is VE Day. Literally the opening is what Easy Company was doing on VE Day, and what they were doing on VE Day was essentially raiding this random Nazi village, uh, this random hub where a bunch of Nazi leaders were sort of making their last stand, and they're just sort of walking through this almost entirely abandoned town, just getting ready for a fight, and they kind of keep narrowly missing fights, like everyone they come across either runs away or kills themselves, so they take this town fairly easily, and while this is happening, the Germans surrender. While this is happening, Nazi Germany is done. They have surrendered. Uh, They have officially lost the war. They're out. They're off the board. They're done. So victory has been achieved in Europe. Everything's amazing. Everyone's celebrating. Yay! But there's still the matter of Japan. Japan, still fighting. They're still going strong, and the war's still going over there. So while Easy Company's job in Germany is done, they're basically now in this purgatory where they're essentially sitting around waiting to either A, be deployed in Japan, or B, the war to be over. So it's literally just like, They won, but they also didn't. It's this very strange... It's this very strange situation that only would really apply to the era of World War. as World War I and World War II. So they're just sort of chilling in Austria. Uh, A lot of them really want to go home. Most of them can't. Because of this weird points system... The military has. Uh, apparently, you need to hit this arbitrary number of whatever the hell points are, I don't know how they work, uh, before you can get sent home pre the war being over. And so literally, there's a bunch of people that are either A, trapped, waiting for Japan to happen, or B, They have to find some very creative excuses, (laughs) or their commanding officers have to find some creative excuses to get them out of there. Uh, And Winters does this a lot with several individuals, like, just finding very creative excuses to just, like, sort of send them away from the line until the war is, like, over, over. And this time off in Austria causes a lot of shenanigans. uh, Because as Winters himself does in some very unnecessary narration, a lot of people, like these are a bunch of soldiers with no enemy to fight. They have no one to shoot at. But what they do have is a lot of weapons, a lot of alcohol, and way too much time on their hands. So weird shit happens. Uh, Tom Hardy dies in a car crash. Randomly. By the way, Tom Hardy's in Band of Brothers. This show's trolling me. This show's trolling me with the future famous people in the thing before they were famous. I swear to God. So Tom Hardy dies in a car accident. He literally died at war even though no war was happening. And there are multiple kind of criminal acts happening. Uh, This one group of soldiers tracks down someone who they suspect is someone who played a major role in the camps. uh, Someone who played a major role in the concentration camps. But they have literally no proof of this. And one of them is like, hey, uh, we don't have proof of this. We don't know anything for sure. We just know rumors that have flown around. We know things you've been told. This guy could be innocent. He could have not been in the camps at all. He could just be some random guy. We have no idea. But this dude immediately gets written off as like, uh, no, you're, no, this is, this is a guy. This is the guy. He was a major concentration camp person. So they just go into this dude's home, interrogate him, brutalize him, And then assassinate him. Now, this guy could very likely be guilty and have done exactly what they said. Or he could have had nothing to do with it and been totally innocent and they just murdered a random dude for no reason. Both are equally likely. And so you watch this sequence and you just can't help but feel dirty. You just can't help but feel kind of, watching it. Also, so this one dude gets drunk. And then in the middle of the street, like, he asks some Germans for gas. They won't give him gas. He shoots them both. Remember, this is peacetime. And then when some American soldiers come up to him and are like, Hey, hey! What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, put the gun down! Put the gun down! Uh, you you kind of like, come back with us. Come back with us! You've kind of gone nuts. So he shoots one of his own men in the head, and then drives away. So there's that, and there's an entire segment of this episode devoted to trying to find this dude a brain surgeon because he miraculously survived. Uh, they find a German brain surgeon, like, manage to get him so that he will survive this injury, manage to get it so that he will live, and then find uh, this other American soldier who did this horrible, horrible thing and just shot several people for no reason at all, got drunk and shot a bunch of people. Uh, they brutalized him a bunch, they beat him up, they interrogate him, and then they... Uh, hand him over to military police. So, yeah. Some weird shit's happening. Turns out when you have a bunch of soldiers who are used to fighting the Nazis, and they don't have anything, and they just have a lot of weapons and alcohol and nothing to do, shit goes down. And periodically throughout this episode, we get a couple of formal surrenders. Uh, The best one being the guy who, like, delivers a speech to his men before surrendering to Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, And he gives this really wonderful, really touching speech that they translate. Uh, And it's really, really delightful to see. It's really inspiring. This very uplifting moment and this moment of, like, clarity where you realize, yeah, these were people. Even though they were fighting for an objectively evil regime, it was still people on the other side of those weapons. It was still people on the other side of that battlefield. And it's this nice little reminder that is so artfully handled. There's also, by the way, this beautiful poetic justice moment. This beautiful moment of wonderful, wonderful poetic justice. Where Sobel just randomly shows up. He's walking through. And Major Winters is like, hey, Captain Sobel. And Captain Sobel's like, by the way, Winters outranks Sobel now, which is so wonderful. (laughs) But Captain Sobel walks by and he's like, Major Winters. Being all grumpy ass, grumpy pants. And then Winters is like, hey, you salute the rank, not the man. And then just get Sobel to salute Winters. (laughs) It's so wonderful. Like, after seeing just how much of a piece of shit Sobel was. Like, not only does Winters outrank Sobel now, because Sobel's an idiot. But Sobel also had to, like, salute Winters and (laughs) greet him as a superior. It was beautiful. It was the greatest moment. And then you get this phenomenal, phenomenal ending. Uh, You see all of Easy Company doing this baseball game, and they're having a good time. Uh, Buck's back, because he wanted to show the company that he's okay, he's living. Uh, This is probably the one moment where the narration, the randomly placed narration, becomes very, very necessary. Uh, because it just shows all of Easy Company, all the members who, sh- who survived and said, here's where they are now. Here's where they are now. Here's where they are now. Um, and it's all Winters just saying, this person did this and this and uh, uh, died and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's wonderful to see, like, all these people who you followed through all of this horrific, horrific shit and all of these various moments all these various horror shows going through the horrors of war. Like it's really just wonderful to see they all survived. They got home. They were able to live normal lives. They got past this. It was amazing to see that. And then Winters comes in and tells all of Easy Company... So, Japan just surrendered. War's over. We can all go home. And the elation on everyone's faces is just... It is infectious. Like, everyone's just so happy. Like, yes, we can finally go home. We can finally abandon this this shitty war. We don't have to think about this again. We don't have to like shoot another German again. We don't have to like, we don't have to do anything like this ever again. It's over. They do conveniently leave out the part where America committed a horrible, horrible atrocity in dropping an atom bomb on multiple Japanese cities. But you know, not the focus of this show. Uh, And then, these interviews we've been seeing at the beginning of every episode, we go back to those interviews, and we hear these veterans speak, and we finally see their names come up on the screen, and it's Easy Company. These people we've been hearing from, it's the real Easy Company. How I did not make that connection before today, I will never understand. Uh, I am an idiot, I am a very dumb person, in hindsight, the way they were talking... This absolutely was Easy easy Company, and I'm a dumbass. And then it's done. Band of Brothers. We can close the book on that forever. Uh, This was a really good show. Uh, This was my first watch through, for those of you who don't know. I had never seen a single second of Band of Brothers before this discussion, and I was really, really impressed by it. It is brilliantly acted, brilliantly directed, brilliantly made, visually gorgeous, Uh, And it does a great job of, like, depicting the horrors of war and not really holding back in any way. Uh, I was a particular fan of the episode Why We Fight. Uh, We talked about that yesterday. Uh, That episode especially did not hold back on, like, horrific, horrific imagery at all. Because you got to see a lot of... Holocaust shit, a lot of primary source concentration camp stuff, and it is gut-wrenching. But they explore the horrors of war very well. Uh, They are great at being reserved, very uncinematic and how they portray various battles. Uh, They are not interested in providing unnecessary flourishes. They are not interested in glorifying anything. Uh, They just present everything in a very matter-of-fact way. Uh, The characters are very well-crafted, very compelling. Uh, They tell the story of Easy Company so brilliantly. It is such a well-written show. It's just brilliant. There is so much in this that I was just absolutely blown away by, and it's so freaking good. Is it perfect? No. The pacing can be uneven at times... Uh, There are a couple moments in a couple episodes where they got, like, dirt or blood on the camera, which is a pet peeve of mine. Uh, Also, and I mentioned this a couple times, they do have a tendency of randomly placing narration for very arbitrary reasons, like... Uh, this episode has narration. This episode doesn't. This episode has narration. This episode doesn't. Narration on this moment, but not here. On this moment, and not here. And it feels very arbitrary and very all over the place and scatterbrained in that area. And it kind of gets on my nerves. But, like, overall, this is a really, really good series. I don't think it's, like, number three show on IMDb levels of good. But I do really, really like it. I am very glad I went back and watched it. Uh, And I'm very, very impressed uh, by what they managed to do with this show. Especially since it was, like, 2001. Like, this was HBO before the television golden age. Like, they did not have... Like, we already knew HBO was a force to be reckoned with, creatively speaking. Because, like, this is at a time when, like, uh, Sopranos was already in existence. And they did a couple other uh, pretty big shows, but, like, it wasn't in an area where television was so otherworldly focused upon. It wasn't in an era when television, like, had all the resources imaginable. And for them to pull something like this off in an era before that age, when, like, everyone was going into television and it was this this creative juggernaut of a medium, and all the best stories were being told on TV. Like, it's just amazing that they pulled something like this off in 2001. That just blows me away. Uh, But yeah, we're done with that, and I guess, uh... guess we should probably figure out what we're talking about next. I'll handle that tomorrow. Get ready for that. There's gonna be a poll. I know what it's gonna be. Uh, It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a really... Really good one, so look forward to that. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, Anchor.fm slash TV Archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday, as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in, as well as simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time. If you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow, I will be back with our poll for Season 7 of the Television Archive. Talk to you then.